This podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our AI in Action series, where leading minds in AI from across the world share their story, success, and advice. AI in Action cuts through the hype and explores the true impact of artificial intelligence in our world today. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Nico Tobis. Nico is the Director of Data Science at Bertelsmann Education Group. Nico, welcome to the show. Yeah, hey, thanks, John. Thanks so much for having me. It's our pleasure. So, Nico, let's start with yourself. Can you give us a, a bit of a background of your journey in technology from where you got started, some of the roles you've held along the way, and, and taking us up to today as the Director of Data Science for Bertelsmann? So I actually got started with Bertelsmann um, in around 2014, really, when I got to know the company through an internship, which was more on the business side in the, the corporate controlling field in the corporate headquarters. And from there, I, I made the jump to New York into a finance role, so mergers and acquisitions. And we invested or invest in e-learning companies. So the likes of Udacity, which many people I think will know, a big player in the uh, e-learning space, and then other companies that are more B2B focused, such as Relias in the healthcare space, Align University in California, and so on. And I worked there in M&A for a couple of years. And at some point, I felt like I was reaching a, a ceiling in, in, in finance and the type of knowledge that I was acquiring. And I, I saw that my other interests in, in, in technology were really what I wanted to pursue. And so I went to, to London, actually, after to do a master's in, in computer science at Imperial College. And that's really where uh, I learned sort of the bulk of, of what I know today. I did a one-year master's program there. And around that time, Bertelsmann approached me again and said, that they were looking to build a data science team in New York for the education group, which is the division that I work for. And yeah, that's uh, that's how that got started. So we amazing to see, yeah. yeah, amazing to see you come full circle and then and return back to where you'd worked previously, which I'm sure was quite enjoyable. I think you were just about to touch on it, but to, to set the stage and, and give some insight, can you tell us who Bertelsmann are as, as an organization broadly? I know you touched on it briefly, but jump into the, the, the current mission of the organization and, and then we can talk about your role as the director of data science. So Bertelsmann is a, a huge German media conglomerate and really is active in three major verticals. So one is media itself, television through RTL, which is the biggest television network in Europe. There's Penguin Random House, which is the biggest book publisher in the world. BMG, one of the largest music publishing groups in the world. And Gruner and Yar, which is more in the... Um, magazine publishing business. Then there's this large service business, which is completely different, called Arvado. They do supply chain services, financial services, etc. And then there's us, the Bertelsmann Education Group. And what I alluded to previously is we invest in e-learning businesses. And so each of these companies are, or these business lines are, are very different from each other, but all of them leverage 
AI in one way or another. So as you would imagine in the TV business, it's very interesting to see user behavior, what kind of content are people watching? How can I target my ads as specifically as possible? Whereas in the publishing space, you deal with resellers a lot. So then there's an interesting piece of, okay, how do I price my books in the uh, digital space? as effectively as possible. How do I collaborate with, let's say, Amazon to find the best pricing for my books? That's a very sort of important uh, application of data science and AI in, in publishing or identifying trends. What topics should I write books about or have my writers write books about? And then in the e-learning space, what's super interesting are things. I have my students that uh, go through my courses can I identify in advance whether a student is about to drop out of their course or not, and then act uh, upon that? Or how do I get enough students into the course? So that's where we are back again in the marketing space, targeted marketing, et cetera. And then what the education group also focuses on is the whole idea of education to employment. So how do I get the students that I have in my programs into a job that is relevant to them? And so this whole idea of matching students to the ideal job opportunity is another one that we find very interesting. And so in summary, I would say Burlesman is a huge company that has different applications of AI across the board. And it really depends on the division that you work, that you work in, how you leverage AI and machine learning in your day-to-day -day job. Really appreciate that. And, and I think it sets up nicely then to talk about the data science behind all of this. So your role now as the director of data science where you've been for just over two years, can you give us some insight into the objective when Bertelsmann said to you, look, we're looking to build out a data science team in New York, we'd like you to head it up. And then what has the growth been like over the last two years? Give us some insight into how you've gone about building that team and, and what yeah. the type of projects are. That you like the challenge that we spoke about in the very beginning was the, the way the education group is organized, it's almost like a holding of, it's like a holding of different businesses, similar to how a, a private equity company would operate. And so if you're on that holding level, really what you want to do is maximize the, uh, the value of your, so if you invest into a business, you want to make sure that this business grows to the best of its abilities. And so we said that if we build a central data science team on the group level that can identify uh, relevant data science projects in each of the, the businesses, um, then I would sort of accumulate this knowledge base on the central level and can transfer that knowledge from one business to it. Let me give you an example. Student churn is one thing that each education business deals with in one way or another. So what we did with our team over the last year was develop a, a student churn model together with one of our companies that would identify in advance whether a student is uh, about to drop from a course or not. Now, the features and the modeling techniques that you apply for this one company are also going to be relevant for one of our other companies. And so the idea of the central data science team is to start working on specific projects with one company and then transfer that knowledge across the entire group. And so that's how like in an efficient manner, you leverage these projects to really yeah, make sure that each education company sort of benefits from that knowledge and it's not siloed in, in one business or another. And so over the last few years, we've completed a, a few projects like this with the team. Right now, we are on the group level for data scientists and engineers. And then there are more specific 
like data engineers and data scientists in each of the businesses as well with whom we collab. So it's, yeah, it's hard to count the exact number, but really what it is, you have this group on the central, uh, on the group level, and then additional data scientists in the, in the businesses. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team, or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com. Looking at the, the various different uh, customers that you work with across the, the education space, could you give us a, a sort of a journey, a typical journey from first conversation, what the most common problem they're trying to solve is by working with barrels? I mean, what steps you and your team take to, to implement the data science and what's the then the impact at the end of that project? So there are two ways essentially that we go about uh, sourcing projects with the team. One is the businesses will approach us uh, with a very specific problem that they are uh, looking to solve. Or alternatively, we look at the data of the business and at the business challenges that they, they face and we come up with projects that we will then propose to them. And the first use case is usually the more common one. The business will have an idea of where their challenges lie and where we can help. So then they will specify the problem for us. And this first conversation is really critical because often the business has a certain idea of what they want to see and the projects that they want to do, but the data that they have available doesn't necessarily lend itself to that. So then there are a few things that that we do. One is we specify certain ways of data collection in their, in their systems, in their, in their project and their products, et cetera so that a few months down the road, we can show the, the, the business exactly what, what they want to see. And then we come up with sort of alternative ways of trying to solve the business challenge that the business has, has uh, posed us. So for example, we worked with one business and they were looking to build this, the student churn model. The data that they had was extremely messy and we spent probably a good two months to just dig through and and figure out what was usable and what was not then we started spec- we started uh, specifying what data sources we could use and we at the same time told the business okay based on what we see this is the end goal that we had which was a dashboard that would show exactly which students were at risk of, of dropping out plus a lot of additional information that would help the uh, the people interacting uh, based on that information to yeah to assess how to approach a given student like saying oh I see you didn't pay your um, student loans in the last couple of last couple of weeks or hey I see that you're you're late to class or you don't show up to class something like that and so once we once we did that at that point we started building our ETL pipeline and ultimately started with the modeling approach. So yeah, I think it's super important in these, yeah, it's super important to really specify or understand the project specifications in the very beginning. And so that first call with the business is always very important to to understand what data is available, what's the problem that they want to solve, et cetera. Thank you for that, Nico. Switching direction slightly now to the team, you've obviously 
been there from the beginning of the, of the data science group in New York and it's grown over time. Can you give us some insight into what the current makeup of the team is, the, the types of people you've brought in? And then on that, looking at the growth ahead, what sort of opportunities are there going to be for people to come in and join Bertelsmann if they're interested in this education space? Yeah, absolutely. The great thing I feel about data science is that um, you don't necessarily need domain expertise right from the beginning. What we've done historically is hire data scientists from a variety of background. And the most important part for us was that their skill set, their data science toolkit, if you will, was appropriate. To test that, we typically do case studies with everybody in the interviews and make sure that they're familiar with typical modeling approaches, with how to approach messy data sets, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's the sort of the data science profile, I would say that we typically, the, the data scientist profile that we typically look for. In addition, we're also now, as we have built out our, our ETL pipelines, uh, we were looking to professionalize them a bit more. And so we started to look more for data engineers as well uh, that are more familiar with, with that part of, of the business. Excellent. Final question from me then, Nico. You've been with Bertelsmann for a number of years now when you add up your first stint there and then the return for data science. Obviously, the impact of COVID has accelerated the investment to digitizing education and you guys are playing a pivotal role in that. When you look ahead for the, I suppose, the next year to two year journey, what are you most excited about for Bertelsmann? So I will speak to the education group uh, specifically because that's really my my domain and i think what i'm super excited about is that this whole COVID era has made digital education more important than ever and that's something that we've seen over the last two years and what that means is that when you have completed digital education it is now much more seen as an equivalent to having done, for example, a four-year bachelor's degree at a university for many thousands of dollars versus completing, let's say, a non-degree at Udacity and paying a fraction of that. And so really observing that shift from this traditional on-ground model to a more digital way of learning things is something that I think the pandemic has drastically accelerated and will be super exciting to watch over the next couple of years. Completely agree. Completely agree. Nico, thank you so much for coming on today and, and talking to us about your background, talking to us about the amazing journey you've had with Bertelsmann returning to take on the role of data science leader. It, it sounds like it's a fun place to be and, and having an impact, which is always great for the mission. So we wish you and the team there all the best in the years ahead. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aldis Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.aldis.com, to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.